going into 2021 I was like I do not want to subscribe to this hustle culture yeah. that's that's not me that's really not me so that's what it taught me it taught me that I love work so much I need to put boundaries in place Welcome back to Money Making Women. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to make more money without leaving their integrity behind. I'm Ray Dodd, a money coach and mentor, and my favourite thing in the world is seeing people who have either underestimated themselves or have been underestimated by society make more money. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Welcome to Money Making Women, Abigail. I am thrilled, really genuinely thrilled to have Abigail joining us today. So Abigail runs M&H Cakes which until 2020 had been, and I think, and I'll, I'll get you to tell us this more, but had been mm-hmm. a wedding cake business. Yeah. Just yeah. wedding cakes. Just wedding cakes. Right. Yeah. Which obviously, thank you 2020, <laughs> suddenly mm-hmm. the thing no one could have predicted, yeah. wedding cakes no longer a thing because weddings no longer a thing for quite a long Definitely. time. Yeah. So what Abigail did is she pivoted. I know that we heard that word in the business world. We heard the word pivot so much <laughs> at that point, but you pivoted and have created and you actually have quite a few things. I think the thing you're probably most known for is your cakes in tubs. Mm-hmm. But I know that yeah. I noticed on not on the high street and we'll link all of this stuff below. I'm hoping if I can time it right, I want to order some of your cakes on the day we release the podcast. Oh, nice. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, but you do like, <laughs> brownies and biscuits as well yeah. on not on the yeah. high street right yeah and so you had to do this big pivot to keep your business running and it's been really amazing I don't know where I found you or where I first came across you but it's been really amazing to see you pivot in what looks like quite an effortless way but we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> you might be like no <laughs> um so I was really keen because I I always say and I've probably said this in the podcast loads of times I love seeing people women make money but Mm. I'm more interested in lots of ways like you know when someone's like I've had this huge month my first question is okay how did you get there what went wrong Mm. what went right like I love the bits Mm -hmm. underneath so instantly I was like Mm -hmm. I want to get her on the podcast Mm -hmm. so thank you for agreeing to come on before I ask any more questions welcome obviously could you tell us a bit about how your business started because from what I could gather this was your first quote-unquote proper job you didn't work somewhere else and go to be self-employed right no okay so I didn't go to university Mm -hmm. so I jumped straight into the world of work and I was a librarian so I worked in a public library and that's actually how my love for cooking came about I would borrow loads of cookery books yeah loads of baking books And then that transitioned to a school library. So I worked in a secondary school, which was perfect because I had half terms, I had summer holidays, Mm -hmm. and that's when wedding season would come about. And then 2020 hit and I didn't get furloughed. So I was still working in the school. And then I would literally close my work laptop and then open my personal laptop and then just start working. So that is kind of a background of what I was doing for work. Um, And I'd always had my business on the side um, since 19. I worked in a bakery for two months and then got furloughed. Fired. <laughs> I, I know. So you know, it's crazy because I actually got fired for applying for another job, and they found out. So that's why they fired me. I know. And that's literally everyone's face. I I know. And this is completely me being honest as well. So I started my business that summer because someone asked me to their wedding cake. I was like, let's go for it. Okay. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but let's go for it. That kept on going. Just weddings, just weddings. And in 2020, all my weddings were postponed. Yeah. And I was like, do you know, it would be really cool to send just cake to my friends. Mm. So I started it to my friends and their friends told their friends and then it kind of just grew on from there 
which is a bit crazy to where it is now. So yeah, I do this full time now. Do you know where your Instagram following was at the beginning? Has your following grown a lot? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I started the pandemic with around 600 followers, I think. Oh. Yeah. Around 600 followers. And do you know what? Saying that, I'm still, I still think I'm super small because I'm at 4,600, hmm. I think now. And that Instagram comparison is huge because we're like, I just want to swipe up. That's all I want. <laughs> that's a, all we want. It's, it's, that's all we want. It's easier to link people to your yeah. products. And I don't even want it just for the K. I just no. want a swipe up. <laughs> that's it. So the comparison <laughs> like really, really does like flip your mind out a bit. But mm. I am actually really grateful just for how much has grown. And also like I'm growing in engaged people. I'm not yes. just growing in people that are like I'm just going to follow you because I just want to watch cake videos and then I'm going to unfollow you in a week mm. but I'm, I'm like the community aspect of my following is huge mm. like I get people like the amount of conversations I have in my dms are amazing yeah like I put something like crazy up uh, or really random it's just amazing like yeah. seeing people engaged yeah that is better than the swipe up for now it is and it's really like having those human connections with people yeah. I have run in the past a course called I don't run this anymore for anyone listens to it and goes oh I'm gonna go buy that don't buy it I'm not running anymore <laughs> uh, but it was called how to make money with a small audience and that was basically mm. for anyone under 10k followers but also mm. I do a selling course as well and you are more likely to sell to those people that are really engaged and when you share stuff with them you can go oh this person makes nice cakes or you can be like oh have you come across Abigail she mm. does this this and this and then you've got a whole thing to talk mm-hmm. about when you're doing that word of mouth because we're all brilliant at selling everyone else's stuff it's our own that we struggle with <laughs> yes I completely agree and I trust one of my friends that recommends a skincare brand rather than like a sponsored post on Instagram yes absolutely yeah. yeah I'm that friend for lots of people with skincare They're like, <laughs> what do I do with this and I'm like hang on a minute <laughs> you do have really good skin though Thank I you. must say I always say it's my hobby oh, skincare is my hobby well, like, it pays off <laughs> are you still working for the school or have you is that no, changed? no so I quit my job in July 2020 because wow. I got to the point where I was like I cannot do this anymore I remember literally crying before work mm. I had like a mini breakdown I called my friend I was like can you, like I, I just can't do this anymore I'm so tired mm. right I was working ridiculous hours I'd wake up at like four and go to bed at midnight yeah. and that was consistently because I had wholesale orders I had cake tubs I had my actual job also there was no flour or sugar or eggs so I was yes. driving outside of London I'm, I'm from North London I was driving outside of London to go and get these ingredients it yeah. was exhausting so yeah. I remember like going to my parents I was like mum dad I think I'm gonna quit my job <laughs> they were like okay go for it and I nice. wasn't expecting that at all I was expecting <laughs> them to be like hmm but they saw okay you're making money you're actually getting more you're growing you mm. can do this yeah it was still terrifying. Was still that terrifying. was actually going to be one of my questions because you started, obviously it was a side hustle to begin yeah. with, but because you started so young, did you see people running their own businesses around you? Was that something you grew up around? No, 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 100% no. I have one uncle um, who is like a serial entrepreneur and very successful. That is it yeah everyone else around me including my friends and that's actually something that's a bit hard as well like including my friends 
they all have just normal jobs they finish yeah. nine to five that's it so when they facetime me like at lunchtime I'm like I'm just doing a post office run I can't talk to you right now <laughs> um so that is actually quite hard because uh, thankfully I've got very understanding friends they realize if I'm in a really busy period if it's Valentine's Day Mother's Day yeah I'm hardly gonna be on my phone because I'm exhausted and just keeping on going but no I don't know anyone else that runs their own business I've got one friend and one uncle and that's it <laughs> that's do you it. think that that uncle was kind of enough for you to be like that's possible do you think that uh, had anything to do with it no because it's very different he runs his own um driving school and he actually taught me how to drive which oh, I'm so grateful for but yeah he it's completely different completely yeah. different so what do you think was it about like 19 year old Abigail that was like yeah go on then let's give this a go people just asked me to do their cakes mm. and I'd always baked I've baked from around like since I was 10 and I've kept on baking and also I studied business A level and I studied business GCSE right. now that means nothing because during those lessons I planned my business <laughs> instead of listening that's yeah. like, like <laughs> subpar grades you so use the time literally. more effectively you've probably got more out of oh your business a level than anyone else oh my goodness <laughs> so I have two older sisters and I grew up seeing them and they're much older than me like they're 10 years older than me it's a big age gap mm. so I grew up having them like bring home stylist magazine and I'd read like daily life of work literally when I was like 14 like mm. really young and I was like this would be really cool like yeah. I've just seen women do awesome things. This would be really cool to do that. This makes me so excited because one of the things I was looking at, because I was on your Instagram story stalking you mm-hmm. before the chat, <laughs> and you said, I don't know when it was recorded, but at the time you said you were 23. And I was like, I think that's the youngest person we've ever had. And wow. I checked and you're officially a Gen Z person. Yeah. yeah so you're yeah. just, I'm just a millennial, <laughs> but at the top end of millennials. <laughs> and actually, do you know what's quite upsetting? My child who's eight is also Gen Z I was like oh I feel like that is so (laughs) weird I actually I mean if I had you at 15 I could be your mum it's possible so anyway (laughs) oh god thank goodness for the skincare (laughs) very very good skincare (laughs) the whole routine it would be like a whole podcast and so yeah I think it's really interesting to hear you say like I grew up seeing this stuff talked about I mean I do work with women in their 20s but the majority of the people I work with are in their 30s 40s and even I've had people in their 60s and 70s even we didn't see that we really Mm. didn't see like and I ask you a question that I always ask clients and I'll see what you say Mm. when you think of a wealthy woman who springs Mm. to mind like it could even be how they look or it could be like a specific person the random it's probably Deborah Meaden right like that that class that was just the first person yeah that sprung to mind yeah she looks well put together she speaks a different way as well yeah yeah she's just put together yeah you know she's got money and it's funny because a lot of people my age we go to like dynasty people like you might not know about this there's a program in the 80s called dynasty where they were all in power suits but all those women got their money by marrying into money Mm. so we don't we just didn't see and I can't think of, like, we saw a few, but, but we didn't see many people who like, even the fact that that's been on TV, Dragon's Den's been on TV probably for like a lot of your life. Mm-hmm. It's been on for years, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been yeah. on for, since my twenties, if not teens. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, I think that's so interesting. Okay. You felt like, oh, this is a thing people do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, I saw it. I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I don't think I saw many like young people mm. running 
like successful businesses I saw people that were like 10 or 15 years older than I was but that's what's amazing now like now I can look around and be like there's someone that's three years younger than me and they're running successful business they didn't even go to university I think I can't bring up university because it's such a big thing especially in African culture Mm. it's such a big thing it's almost like a qualifier of like success so you get your degree you you get married you buy your own house and then you have a child like it's that follow so when you break up that mold it's like oh what you can do yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah you can still survive without going to university (laughs) you can you can and honestly I did go to university and I did Mm -hmm. learn good useful stuff Mm -hmm. I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of money to learn not very Mm -hmm. many things that I still use main thing Mm -hmm. I use is critical thinking Mm. that's it I went to Goldsmiths which was oh nice quite... my sister went there did she yeah it's, it's such a small university but I meet people yeah. all the time uh. <laughs> but there I think it must just be in the world that I kind of existed on Instagram but yeah I loved it there and they did teach us like quite outside the box stuff but was it worth I don't know how much I think it was 20 grand I'm not sure I'm not mm. sure it was let's go back to you're yeah. running this kind of side hustle business alongside yeah. your other job it's doing well by the sounds of things but you're able to run the two things together and then the pandemic hit because you obviously did have another role mm. did you feel okay when that happened or were you quite like aside from obviously all of us what we were dealing with the fact that there's a pandemic coming but was there a kind mm. of sense of panic of like oh my god what about my business mm. I remember going to work with my manager and being like I think all my weddings are going to be cancelled. I'm going to have to refund everyone. Mm. And I was like, okay, if I refund everyone, then my account is cleared. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've yeah. got no money left. Yeah. <laughs> my business account, I've got nothing. So there was that kind of like, so now what? I think because it just snowballed so quickly. We mm. saw the world and then it happened to London and then it, and the UK. And I was like, oh, okay, it's happening to us now. And I, I sat on Cake Tubs. I did Cake, I had an idea for Cake Tubs in was it January or February but way in advance uh before the pandemic and I was like oh okay I have so much wastage for my wedding cakes let's just put these in tubs and sell them and that was the original idea yeah that was the original idea because my family would just eat all the scraps <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, there's no point in your family <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah like that was the original idea so it was a sense of a tiny bit of panic but then I didn't think I would end up quitting my job at the end, or we're not even mm. at the end of the pandemic, or in the middle of the pandemic, I never, no, it wasn't even on my mind. I honestly always thought, and I say this on Instagram a bit, like, I thought I would be running my own quote-unquote successful business at 48, 45. Like, that mm. was my age when everyone settled. Yeah. We've got a dog, we've got two kids. Okay, I can, I can run my own business now. I never thought at 23. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. And it's, it must feel amazing to look back and I know it's been so difficult for some industries and like there's the pivoting and actually the wedding industry I think is a classic example particularly wedding photographers like for some people there was a like I can do this and then for others Mm. it was like oh my god what what can I do Mm. but it must feel Mm. amazing to look back on 2020 and be like that's the year my business turned around in the middle of a pandemic yeah and I'm I'm cautious to say it as well because I know for a lot of people it was an awful year yeah like flat out awful year I had I had friends that literally lost both their parents in a weekend yes like absolutely yeah. awful year yeah but then I'm so grateful that my business was able to literally lift off the ground yeah I'm really really thankful and that's the weird thing about just existing isn't it that like really yeah. awful things can exist right next yeah. to 
really yeah. amazing things and even the thing that was a catalyst for the awful thing can be a catalyst for yeah. other things happening it's a, yeah it's a complicated definitely <laughs> definitely yeah definitely cool so in that moment when you realize like okay I, I have this other idea I think there is a difference for people who were like all I've got is my business and I don't know what's going to happen with it and I imagine mm-hmm. I felt that the pandemic actually for coaches I think for a lot of us it we did better because people were looking for support and they had mm. money to spend but I know at the beginning of it I was like what if no one wants to buy any of this anymore and I'm the mm. breadwinner for the whole family like if I'm not oh. making money and the government yeah. forgot about me in the kind of mm, yeah. there was nothing so yeah I was terrified but it worked out fine but did you just think well this is a really good chance to do this and did you feel quite calm going into that that pivot I can only say I felt calm because I knew I had money coming in my account every single month yeah that's the only thing that's probably I'm thinking around March April around that time Mm. I was like this is a great bit of side income I always had a rule I'm not going to use my business money like I never touched it Mm. never touched it because at the beginning when I was 90 I was just like I'll get a pair of jeans on this and then just like there was no like form of structure but that stopped very quickly because I was like okay you've got your money you don't need to touch this just keep on building up that money I'm so grateful I did because I went into self-employment being like okay kind of got a bit in the account now so yeah to answer your question I didn't feel like that that specific weight Mm. I kind of only felt that weight a tiny bit in September that's when like schools went back and I remember going to the post office I saw kids going to school I was like oh like I don't get to see the new year seven and I just go home and do my business work so it's very weird really really weird bittersweet but no I didn't feel that weight so I guess it not to put words into your mouth tell me if I'm getting this wrong but it felt like an opportunity to experiment yeah. with this new idea yeah yeah 100% nice okay and then this is my possibly my favorite question that I've got were there any big mistakes you made <laughs> <laughs> in this transition <laughs> that you want to share with us for the juicy oh, lessons <laughs> I was just thinking about the cringe Okay, I think the number one, and this is probably not like the most like awful mistake, but actually it probably was. The number one thing is I didn't learn, and I'm still learning, but I really struggled to like switch off and just to stop working. Yeah. And that really had an impact because I was looking in the mirror and I was like, why why is my hair thinning like slightly on like this this side? Because I was so stressed. Yeah. I was so, so stressed because a lot of people don't realize that, okay, you want your business to grow. You've got this idea. You've got this idea, you want your business to grow and you want a good couple thousand pounds from this idea. That gap of you getting that thousand pounds is you working like a a dog okay it's you working really really hard flat out not speaking to anyone yeah just got your headphones in and just grinding Mm. and working and that gap is what I stayed in for way too long like Mm. I remember Christmas was just amazing financially but it was really really hard really really hard so mistakes that's probably one of the mistakes not learning when to just shut off and just be like okay you need to just have some time now yeah and not even not even engaging your business not even Mm. be on Instagram another mistake is is I launch very quickly so I've got an idea and then I'm just like boom okay it's it's on my website it's on my Shopify yeah so (laughs) it's like those little teething problems in between like the logistical problems yeah that's something that I'm still working through right now this time I can't really control but royal mail was just 
a beast. It was a beast. Yeah. (laughs) In seven months, I spent 12 grand with Royal Mail for them to lose a huge amount of my parcels. But that was something I couldn't control. I couldn't control that. I still need to ask for a refund back. But a whole other issue. But yeah, I think not accepting things for the way they were and just like doing something about it because then I change careers I don't have to worry about receiving mm. an, an email from my clients and be like oh it's never turned up so yeah moving quickly not moving quickly enough definitely yeah, yeah. that that was the case it's that balance isn't it between like there's certain decisions I'm the same if I've got an idea I, I want to tell everybody <laughs> and then it means that like I'm like oh actually I can't get that out for a few days oh now I look like I'm just not <laughs> Yeah, I've had to learn that one. But also realizing that. something's wrong and not doing something about it as well can happen. Yeah. There's like both of those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And what surprised you? Like, I'm guessing the fact that it took off so much has surprised mm. you. Yeah, I think that, and I don't want to come across as I'm big. I'm making this much work. I really don't want to come across as that. But there's a difference between someone taking off and someone just starting off, mm. and that like not really being able to relate to that group that you were in was a little bit difficult actually Mm, trying to find a new like community of people like okay now I'm in the position I kind of want to scale a bit more Mm. so I can no longer really speak to the people that are just starting off about everything because there's going to be a mismatch of information so that I think it just surprised me that I could do it yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It kind yeah. of surprised me. That's probably the biggest surprise. And also, it surprised me just how exhausting this is, mm. how hard this is. Yeah. Like I say to my friends, like, it's easy just to work an old job. Like, yeah. it, it really is. It like it really really is and I don't I don't mean to downplay like normal jobs because those jobs are so hard. I think yeah. every job can be really hard to be yeah. honest. But that like switching off. Mm. never never stops for me it's such a mixture because I'm terrible working a normal job like I'm awful (laughs) at it and if I'm not super interested in something yeah um, and and I'm very much like on my terms of what that is I'm just Mm. not good (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's that mixture of like yeah I can leave it there and I can go but I'm miserable but it's kind of harder work to work a normal job for me but also Mm -hmm. it's hard work because I just it lives in my head like constantly mm-hmm. and I'm always thinking of new ideas new content new things yeah. I want to do yeah and that's really tiring yeah 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 <laughs> I hear yeah. you um, I was gonna say something else and I've totally forgotten what it was I can't remember anyway so you've touched on this already but what are your plans going forward with what you're doing mm. so going forward I think it's pretty much doing the same I've never had like a year to kind of look back on and be like this is how it went because my tax year the amount is completely different just what I'm making so I can't be like this was a really good month so I feel like my business is very seasonal Mm. so from November to April that is hardcore working Mm. but then from April onwards that's wedding season that's my main passion it's wedding Mm. cake I love making big cakes I love that I love working with couples as well especially because I work by myself so that like conversation is lovely so yeah moving forward it's pretty much the same thing but really pushing more of wedding cakes as well right and sort of figuring out how you balance the two things I'm guessing as well yeah 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 nice and do you see yourself like getting a team in or do you see yourself it just being you 
So I have a packing assistant. So she comes in throughout the week. That just takes like a burden off of me Mm. because I can actually focus on doing and running my business and working on my business. So yeah, that to be honest is normally just packing assistants that I have. So if it's wholesale, I get two more people in. So yeah, which is really weird, like actually managing someone. (laughs) it's really weird it's really weird (laughs) and and actually I've remembered what I was going to say so I'll bring us back around to that a bit I think you made such an important point and it's something I don't think is talked about enough at all Mm. Um, but my business grew really fast as well straight from earning I think it's 1500 pounds a month to Mm. five to seven k a month really fast Mm -hmm. it brought up a lot of stuff Mm. like I spent all this time like if I could just make more money can I just make money and actually like you touched mm-hmm. on that kind of loneliness of things going well quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. Thing. Like loneliness yeah. and surprise and kind of different, yeah. like feelings of, for me, only speaking for myself, but feelings of like, do I deserve this? Should this be happening? Mm. And so do you mm-hmm. have any kind of, I don't know if you're still navigating that, or do you mm-hmm. have any suggestions for people who, yeah, something has taken off and maybe as a second question, what do you wish you'd known before that happened? I'll answer the last question. Mm. I wish I knew how much more money I'd have to spend yes (laughs) because I was thinking well why is my expenses going up so much more it's because you're growing you have your business has to keep up because you can't be spending exact same and that's not just like spending trigger happy you need to put in more money yeah so yeah I wish I knew how much more I'd say reach out to other people that have grown really fast I have another business friend who actually we met on the sheet in the campaign from the high street and the Christmas mm. ad and I was like hi and we just we just clicked but our sisters are both really good friends really random we no didn't even know way. so yeah she grew really really fast so it was helpful kind of like bouncing like conversations with that and her. So find other people and reach out to other people as well. Not in a creepy way, like, hey, where'd you get this off from? Please, can we move away from where do you source this from? Yeah. Um, do the research yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah. It, yeah, I think it's a lazy way of finding information. Uh-huh. But, Google, um, you're not Google. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not. My name's Adgirl. Um, <laughs> So yeah, reaching out to people, that's what I would say. Yeah, and that was kind of a lesson. I think you've mentioned comparison very early mm-hmm. on. And I think so often, and obviously we are absolutely socialised and conditioned to, as women particularly, to compare ourselves yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But when we can get past that and learn that like actually often who you're comparing yourself to is somebody that you're looking up to and you're wanting to emulate in some way, probably, befriending those people <laughs> you'll learn that that's one of the first things I did in my first business is I spotted two people that were like you're doing really well I'm gonna make friends with you and I wouldn't Mm. have done if we'd not got on be happened to get on I wouldn't have been like doggedly pursuing them if I was like god this is awkward (laughs) (laughs) but you can learn so much from each other in that situation from where different people are and unlike the bakery that fired you when you looked for another job (laughs) there's that kind of like generosity in that that's really important if we're gonna make more money I completely agree and with that like because I said okay let's uh, stop asking people where we got from because because I get so many dms right Mm. and the dms that are like where'd you get k-tops from it's you don't even know who I am you haven't even asked how I am we've never interacted before but actual relationships we have with other business owners that's where we really do learn like okay maybe I could change suppliers maybe I could change like yeah so yeah I think a relationship is really helpful in I, learning information. 
absolutely i also think people focus on the wrong thing they're like who did your logo who did this you're not doing really well <laughs> because you where you get your cake tubs from yeah that's yeah. not the key like <laughs> it's going to be feeling stuff it's going to be strategy stuff and that's mm. the stuff that you can't learn i could walk someone through exactly what i did with my business they could copy me and it will not work for them because mm. it just is so much more individual than that mm. one last question what did 2020 teach you about yourself? Mm. I am workaholic with no boundaries. And I, I don't say that to be like, I love working and a hustle, hustle, hustle. But going into 2021, I was like, I do not want to subscribe to this hustle culture. Yeah. That's, that's not me. That's really not me. So that's what it taught me. It taught me that I love work so much. I need to put boundaries in place. Yeah. And 2021 has been, thankfully, just a lot more balanced. Mm. I'm not going to bed, like, thinking about my to-do list. So, yeah, it gave me that liberty to be like, I should say this, I don't want to have a huge business. Mm. And I've always kind of felt a bit like orc saying that because yeah. you want to be like this girl boss. I don't want that. I really, really don't want that. I want a business that makes me a living, yeah. makes me a living and a comfortable living. That's cool. I don't want a huge, huge empire I don't want that so yeah that's what it's taught me I love that you said that because I think that's so important like the hustle culture thing and this is really like capitalism at its core is that more 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 and I think if we can allow ourselves to you know not earn money for the sake of of earning more money that month or not for the sake of our egos and because we want to feel like we're succeeding at something and just look at what we need in our lives and the money that supports that I agree because we'll never be satisfied because I'm thinking okay when I used to get five pound a week right from my dad when I was like a child that was amazing you jump up to earning like your first paycheck and then when you earn like a lot you're just never gonna be satisfied and having peace with that that's the first step to be like this can never satisfy me I need to stop yearning for more and more and more because it's a bottomless pit to be honest and you start getting into a situation where people are earning like six figures so they're earning like 10 grand a month 15 grand a month they're like it's not enough it's not right. Yeah. Like I'm not, and they'll be like, I'm not good enough at this because they're not earning 20k a month. Wait a minute. And I often say this to my clients: Are your bills covered? Are your needs mm-hmm. covered? Then it's exciting to have big months. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but mm. the panic as if we're failing if we're not there is not. It's not factual. It's not based in fact. It's based in lots of loud feelings and lots of mm. loud capitalism hustle culture all of that yeah and you know what I had to learn to weed out the voices yeah to weed out the voices that were encouraging that within me because sometimes I'd like wake up just put a podcast on and I'd be like why am I feeling like I have to just do a million things because we we're being influenced by anything at any given point right so I need to either mute or unfollow some certain people that really really just drive that kind of nasty side of that out like I love people that are really practical it's practical help but you earning a 10k month and this is how you got it it's just it's too much (laughs) especially if you're not a service-based business you can't compare the two you can't compare the two no absolutely not it's such a different thing I always say that like service-based businesses sometimes we don't know we're born we're like I'm not spending four pound (laughs) fifty on a on gmail like how can I get rid of these paypal fees and I'm like you can't like you don't know (laughs) this is ridiculous 
I'm laughing so much because like Google just invoiced me eight pound fifty. I'm like, what? <laughs> I I need it. I need it though. <laughs> you would think nothing of like cake boxes and labels because yeah. and ingredients because oh. you have to have them. Whereas service based businesses, yeah. we don't. We can get away with like very little but it doesn't mean we should that's the other thing it doesn't mean we should so I've got some quick fire questions at the end Mm -hmm. here we go so finish this sentence for me money is I want to say freedom yeah lots of people say freedom freedom yeah Yeah. I totally I think no I think that gets to the core of so much like because we think it's all these things but really it's like it's the freedom to choose different things and it's the freedom to be different agreed Agreed. I freedom agree to choose that. different things. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna package what you said. The freedom <laughs> to choose different things. <laughs> yeah, literally all I talk about is money all day, every day. So favorite book you read recently, and it can be fiction, non-fiction, recipe book, Ooh, business, not totally up to you. Uh, the Children of Blood and Bone by Tony Adiemi. I need to read that so much. My husband good. borrowed it. It looks so good. It's good. I do audible because mm. I don't have time to sit down and read. Yeah. That book. Oh, so Oh, and I'm on okay. the second one now it's so good because yeah I think there's going to be quite a few I did hear it mm-hmm. been bought by Netflix or something or there's film rights Ooh, have gone out for it as yeah, well yeah yeah film rights yeah but I didn't I'm, know I'm quite into my my young adult fantasy fiction oh, yeah. secret about me it is. it is good it's good <laughs> okay the impact of women making money is oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking all the hard questions now this is uh okay the impact of women making money is allowing other women to see that it's possible to do it yes Yes, that's a huge, yeah. huge part. Okay, this is a slightly different thing. Okay. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, and it can be like a food thing or a meal. Oh, okay. What would okay. it be? I'm guessing it's not cake. No, 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 no. <laughs> but are there, are there repercussions? Like, will I get diabetes or high blood no. pressure? Or okay, no. okay, okay. I just had to, just had to know. Bread. Bread. Yes, <laughs> bread and oh, bread and butter. Yes. Bread and good salted butter because I have to have sunflower spread because I love butter. So mm. I'm like, I'm not going to keep that in the house. Bread and butter, like crusty, could be sourdough, doesn't have to be, but yeah, bread and butter. Oh, do you know what mine <laughs> so would be? Basic. Mine would be a filthy French baguette, like a white French Ooh. baguette. God, with butter on it. Oh. That's one of oh. my favorite. Yum. <laughs> oh. I'm such a basic person. <laughs> no, but that's so that's such a like truthful answer. Like I love yeah. it. And it's so like you're like, uh, yeah. Because then I'm like, what do I love more? The butter or the bread? And I don't know. Uh but then bread, so butter without the bread is a bit rank. It's disgusting. It? Yeah, you can't do that. You but can't. No, I often eat that and just think this is just a vehicle for butter. <laughs> it's basically a bed (laughs) and tea and tea can I sorry can I just throw tea in there yeah tea with oat milk yeah I'm down for it yeah yeah I'm all about chai with maple syrup and oat milk that's my go-to it's got to be specific chais not all chais are born equally I might I might do a podcast episode on it I could talk you through the chai powder or chai tea like the tea bag chai well a si- I don't like a powder I like a syrup but they're expensive so I normally oh. get the Tesco's finest tea bags or my favorite one is tea India but it has to be the masala one not the cardamom one there we go oh because I've been using the tweak you might see the pink yeah yeah is that yeah. I can do better no, no it's not I I don't love that one I don't I love can it do better. you're basically yeah. saying it. <laughs> that one's a bit like so the worst <laughs> 
let me tell you about chai the worst, <laughs> the worst like one when you go to, to like one of the coffee shops like costa like, like chain ones the worst mm. chai is costa and i think that stuff's a bit like costa chai oh okay okay it's good to know but, but I like the maple syrup from Costco because it's super cheap from Costco. Oh, yeah. And the Kirkland, like Canadian stuff. Yeah. yeah. Got to be careful in your maple syrups as well because some of them are very synthetic. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> You're coaching me. <laughs> I'm coaching you in chai. That's what's <laughs> happening. So last question. Best bit of money or business advice that you received or that you can remember <laughs> in the moment? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'd say stop spending money unnecessarily mm, yeah because sorry is that I'm not allowed to say anything else no you are you can keep talking I elaborate? <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> this is a really long <laughs> sentence now um one of my friends she her profession is wealth management so she's an accountant mm. and she basically manages three really rich people really big businesses mm. this is how I do my business finances now because I used to use like profit first mm. I know a lot of people back that I used to have like different pots as well but it's quite messy. <laughs> it was quite messy be, for yeah. me when you're downloading your banks and you're like two pounds are here, fifty pounds. It's just you just need it to be clear, concise. So I'm happy to go into. I'm even rolling up my sleeves. Well, wow. okay, <laughs> so just going in. <laughs> um, and this this is just personally for me just how I run my business. Mm. So it may be different. So on the 11th is payday of every month. I don't know why I've said that, but it's 11th. So what I like to do is I like to clear my account down to 1,500. And that excess money goes into a different account. Mm. So that goes into a savings account. There's no ISAs that are good at the moment. So there's literally no point. Do you know what? I got an ISA two years ago for 1.85%. I'm never going to see that again. (laughs) Never going to see that again. Anywho, I was actually such a grandma and such a nerd. (laughs) I was going to say, this is super impressive, the way that you're like that. No, it's brilliant. (laughs) More nerdery always because it's going to help you out thanks man thank you <laughs> so I clear it down to 1,500 and in that second account that basically encompasses my tax my profit everything is in that account so I'd actually when I log into my current account I don't see yeah. like 10k like because that's just like, oh I've got money let's just spend it that is in a separate account so I am then building up my savings account until 10k and yeah. then once it gets over that threshold I'm then going to use that money to reinvest into the business but I have to use that money to actually I need to use it as profit I need to reinvest yeah. it into the like the business not as packing materials and I was saying this to myself because I'm like okay I'm really in the stage of okay abs you want to scale but you need to educate yourself more as a mm. business owner do you find that you're not going oh I could spend that here and I could spend mm-hmm. that there you're just like mm-hmm. Well, that just mm-hmm. is getting saved and you're kind of basically you're creating what I always call a runway for yourself so that you've got that mm-hmm. backup money yeah I completely agree completely agree because something bad really may happen or something like I I may not be able to work or I may want to buy a house like things like this so just building up that reserve because you don't see that figure you never see it you're only seeing 1,500 yeah and that's like I should say that's your operating cost so that's how much you need your business to just keep on going and it's helpful for you to see like how much you're making on top of that 1500 because when it's going to like a sea of money you don't actually know how much mm. you make because it's just like a drop in the ocean so yeah that's what I do so it's really helpful and out of that pot that's investment that's tax that's just everything in there 
I love that as well because I think that really speaks to you. So I use Profit First, but I've got a Starling account. So everything goes into Starling. different. So I'm, I love I'm going to say this again, Starling, if you want to sponsor me, you're the only person <laughs> I'm ever going to let sponsor me, but I'm here. But yeah, so I find that fine, but I can totally imagine, like it depends on what your relationship is with it, yeah. isn't it? Like some yeah. people are going to be tempted by that money all the time. Yeah. And I've started to save, I think I'm calling it Buffer that's it I've got a pot mm-hmm. it's called buffer but you've inspired me I'm go- I might take it away from my starling so I don't see it anymore mm, yeah because that temptation else. just goes yeah. and also I used to be really intimidated by doing my money like yeah. not just making it but just doing it yeah so I would set aside like tough so every Friday for me is like a finance Friday so I yeah. literally set like an hour so that is with me clearing my PayPal account and putting it in my current account that is me. I use QuickBooks. So QuickBooks and Starling for me are just what my business runs on. And that is me like scanning all my receipts. That yeah. is me doing my mileage. That's everything all at once instead of just doing it on the go because that's a waste yeah. of time. And just kind of checking if invoices are paid. That's yeah. One thing as well. Yeah. 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 One day I'm going to outsource that because that's one of my least favorites. Oh God, I haven't really? paid that. And yeah. I, okay. I outsource nearly all money admin. I just oh, like, okay. I like hanging out with my numbers. <laughs> Yeah. so I like going into a bank account seeing what I've got I like going which is hilarious because for hey years guys. I just wouldn't look yeah I'm like hi Stripe account hi Starling and just looking at it but I'm yeah. absolutely terrible at details mm. terrible so mm-hmm. at the moment I pay my I do pay my invoices but sorry that they're sometimes late people thank you for that that bit as well that's so helpful I think for people to hear how you manage your money like that I think it's mm. really it's not something we talk about enough at all and it's such a steep learning curve so many of us it absolutely was for me um well I could chat to you all day literally (laughs) I'm so so glad I invited you (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us and I'm so excited to see your business keep growing because it's such an amazing thing and it's just been so wonderful to watch it thank you so much for having me you are so welcome and we will link everything in fact do you want to tell people I'm really bad at remembering to say this yeah, can you tell people yeah. where they can find you yeah so my Instagram is at m and h cake so m-a-n-d-h cake I'm not on the high street as well my website is www.mnhcake.com nice all right thank you Abigail <laughs> thank this- you so much thank you for listening to this episode of money making women If you've been enjoying the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd share about it on Instagram or if you could kindly leave a review. Both of those things are really amazing ways to support what we're talking about here. And you can, of course, find me on Instagram. I'm Ray underscore Dodd. And also in my free Facebook group, which is called Money Making Women. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 